a good idea. <laughs> Hold on, let's try that right now. You should send us a secret message. What, uh, uh, Don't put him okay. on the spot. <laughs> Shane, do you have a shirt on? That's all I want. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I'm, just I'm wearing a full sweater, actually. Is it cold there? Because it's cold oh, it's as so shit funny. here. It's so cold. It's, no, it's, I'm wearing a beanie. Yeah, it's 45 degrees and it's raining so here. It's way better here, but I've just been sitting in the shade all day, so I haven't warmed up. <laughs> like a lizard. <laughs> uh, exactly. I haven't, I haven't gone out to tan on the balcony yet. <laughs> You're listening to Girls Gone Wild. This is Joy. And this is Claire. This is episode 150. Shane Farmer's back. Hi, Shane Farmer. Hi, Shane Hi, Farmer. Guys. Can we just start by saying that you are the Aaron Samuels of CrossFit? And if you guys haven't noticed that we've started referring to you as Aaron Samuels of CrossFit. And, and Shane, do you even know what that means? You know, I actually had to look it up. <laughs> and then I realized that there was a Mean Girls reference in there. Yes, <laughs> I realized before we get started with Shane, this episode is sponsored by Four Athletics. We are so excited to promote this sponsor because they are a better way to buy athletic wear. So we got some clues. First of all, we found out that they were listeners. Which is so fun. I mean, can, does it get any better than and that? basically, they listened to our episode forever ago about butt sweat, which yeah. you, you know that you're dedicated listeners when you're listening to our like crappy audio episodes right. from <laughs> the way back. Way Talking back. About butt sweat. And they were like, we have just the thing. And, and they so, know Mom Sandy. Yes. And it's just like a big love affair. Just so we a, are so excited. A to, leggings match made in heaven. Yeah, a leggings match made in heaven. They have incredible clothing. We tried them out this weekend. And can I just say, I, I feel like kind of cheesy sometimes when we promote sponsors. But I'm like, no, for real. This clothing no, is so soft. I kept for texting real. Claire. I'm like, this clothing is so soft. You have the pants on right now. I do. They're Aren't, wonderful. They're incredible. They feel definitely like the second skin. And I wore the, the tank top as well. Um, you can go to www.4athletics. That's F-O-U-R athletics.com. So they're two sets of brothers. And they're in business to do a better way to buy athletic wear. They have premium products. Products. There's no markup. They're made in the USA. So it's more like a direct sourcing. And it's just really fun. They are super fun to work with. They, I, We feel like they have, not to be all get all hashtag so famous, but we actually do have quite a few apparel companies who reach out to us and are interested in being promoted. And we are so picky about who we promote on this podcast because we really, really want to bring you guys brands that we personally would use and would personally buy and use regardless. Yeah. And so we just are... Really excited to have found this brand. Yeah, really, really excited. So Girls Gone Wad listeners can enter code GGW. You get 20% off until June 3rd. So that 20% off will last until June 3rd. And then after June 3rd, you get 10% off. But the code is GGW. And again, I tried the clothing this weekend because they rushed us some clothes. And I wore it all day. So I was doing walks. I did a wad. And it's just super, super soft. Yeah, and, and I like the, the tank top. Gray leggings, no butt gray sweat. Gray leggings, no butt sweat. Which is like I did like the bend over. Sorry, Shane. The bend over <laughs> test where you like see if your butt shows through. And it doesn't because Shane, I know you've done that before. I've done and- the same thing. <laughs> And the tank is like super long too. So I felt like yeah. I had like a stylish outfit on. Yeah. And I have the black leggings on right now and the waistband is really nice and high. And so it, yeah. like, I'm, I have kind of a short torso, but it comes up just past my belly button, which I really appreciate. You don't have to worry about constantly hiking it up. So go check these guys out, everybody, because they're awesome. And we all know that you all always need new leggings. Always new leggings. That's again, www.4fourathletics. That's www.4athletics.com. Code GGW. Onward with 
with the episode Shane Farmer's back, we could just die that Shane Farmer's back because we love him so much. And I have to say, when you started snapping, I was like, the world is right now because we started snapping, I think, around the same time. And I had this feeling that you had the same reaction that we had when Snapchat, when you got on Snapchat, Snapchat, you're like, what is this? Yeah, yeah, there was a lot of there's a big learning curve. In fact, the the reason I got started, I was, was going to ask my yeah my my niece who is a freshman in college came to visit me for spring break, and while she was here, I made her teach me how to use it. <laughs> yep. So it was room and board in exchange for Snapchat lessons. That's hey, I mean it worked. Well, when we started Snapchat, let's just say we had the app for about six months before we actually, actually started yeah, using it because we, we thought really it was afraid. just for sexually active band geeks. Yeah, that's what I thought. I mean, I had it two years ago and then yeah. deleted it. I was like, isn't this just for dick pics? I mean, yeah, no, it's no. not. Luckily, it's not. Luckily, no. <laughs> It probably still functions well for that. But. Yeah. Okay. So here's a story. Yeah. Uh, so Joy really, really, really wanted to find Bob Harper on Snapchat. Oh, so bad. We still haven't found him. So if you have the inside scoop, please let us know. Yeah. But we, I was like searching, searching, searching to try to find, you know, because you can't like search people's Snapchat names. Which no, is sort you of have to know. You have to be an inside scoop. So I went on and I was like, I am determined. I am going to be so, Joy is going to be so excited. I'm going to find Bob Harper's username. So I downloaded an app that like looks up people's Snapchat names for you and it's like crowdsourced. So like, you know, if one person knows their name, they'll post it there. And no, no, turns out that all it was was literally an app for people to be like, like, I'll send you nudes if you said, and I was like, okay, nope, this is the wrong, (laughs) this is the wrong avenue to pick. So that's a thing. There's a whole that's app a for that. Rude surprise. Yes. That's a really rude surprise. Luckily, I figured it out quickly as opposed to being like, ooh, this person looks like they'd be fun to. No, no. <laughs> so, FYI, there's an app for that. So it's been I'll a make, while since we. I'll make we've... sure not to try and find those apps. Yeah, don't. <laughs> it's been a while since we've talked to you, Shane. Give us an update on how Dark Horse Rowing is going because the last time we talked to you, it was just about to launch. Yeah, so we launched in July, and it has just, you know, it's interesting how business uh, starts to build. You have that really slow growth phase initially, and we spent from July to about January uh, kind of slowly picking up traction, and we had our early adopters and some really incredible early adopters who, who jumped on board and gave me tons of feedback along the way, and they're still very involved, actually. We have tried to involve them as much as possible. And since January, we've really just, that, that exponential growth curve has really started to slide upward, which is pretty cool. So since, since uh, March, we've seen our membership triple. We've oh, seen, wow. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's been pretty incredible. And at this point, we've built out seven different cycles, which is pretty cool because at the time, you know, when we, were, we talked initially, it was like I was just testing our first cycle to see how it was going to go. And man, it's gone through the roof. People have just been PRing left and right. We had both Lauren Fisher and Kristen Holta accidentally PR'd their 1Ks in the middle of Jackie they, in the middle okay, of our accidentally. 1K cycle. Whoops. <laughs> yeah. Whoops. I just did yeah. that. Whoops. I yeah. fell over and PR'd my 1K. I feel like right. that would really only happen to those two people. <laughs> <laughs> You'd be amazed. Hey, are, you know what? Really picking up on this thing. Yeah, I was about to say, maybe not if I had a dark horse. Maybe it could happen to me too. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So for listeners who can you explain what the program looks like and what people are getting when they sign up? Yeah. So we built it or I built it to be 
basically me when I can't be there <laughs> because I got really tired of only being able to coach people at seminars um, because the seminars are amazing. But I would always walk away and people would have lasting questions and, you know, wanted to work together. But to Pocket be able to Shane Farmer, what's not to love? Yeah, exactly. That's how I should sell this thing. Pocket you really Shane should. Um, You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, so we built. I built it. Um, I hope your wife is not like so creeped out by us. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, in fact, in fact, after the last podcast aired, she absolutely loved it. Oh, good, because I yeah. love her, and I don't even know her. <laughs> That's great. I look forward to you guys meeting someday. I know it's so great. Anyway, I digress. So I built it to teach people how to move better on the rowing machine as well as giving people workouts twice a week. So you kind of accomplish both at the same time and you only have to do it twice a week. We found that that's the minimum viable amount possible to accomplish the greatest uh, change. So one time a week of rowing, people don't make that much improvement. You add in a second time during the week and while you're doing that, you're also practicing technique and efficiency and all that good stuff. But twice a week and you start to see some really rapid change. And you go to three and you start to see burnout. People just don't want to, they don't want to row more than twice a week. And I don't blame them. So we kept it twice a week. It's rowing two times a week. We go through these eight-week cycles. And I don't want to say it's magic, but it's pretty much magic. Every, people just. <laughs> I people don't want to say magic, but okay, magic. <laughs> I'm not in the business of making false claims, but. Uh, <laughs> but if it's not false, then <laughs> what's the issue? So that's what it is. It's we. Uh, it's rowing for non-rowers. It's not really about the rowing. I'm not trying to turn people into rowers. It's just people don't really understand how to use the machine. So I built it to be more for people who just want to find a way to get a better workout on the machine. And it just so happens to kind of teach you to row. And we have our, you know, we always talk about and love Mom Sandy. And she's been doing dark horse rowing. And I know that you have met her. Yep. And yep. Probably had the pleasure. Have, are texting her as we speak because that's just the that's kind of person Sandy that Sandy is. is. Yep. <laughs> but she has had a, a lot of great uh, success yeah. with Dark Horse. She would always text me when she was like, I got to go row. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 And we, it was funny. We actually met totally coincidentally. I happened to be up in Marin, I think, which is where she's located, mm -hmm. and dropped into her gym, also coincidentally, and posted that on Instagram. And I'm sure you guys can can <laughs> guess what her response yeah. was. Yeah. And so I hung out for about an hour, and she dropped by, and we got to meet. She met my wife, and it was pretty cool. Sandy is ridiculous. I just feel like once she's a part of your life, it's like things just start happening. Oh, yeah. Things start happening. <laughs> yeah. She was trying to get us to move up there. Oh, yeah. We were, it was. <laughs> the next was thing you know, she's like. It's a great meeting. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, it's so funny. Um, so I know that I'm sure you have a lot of opinions about some rowing that you saw in the regionals this past weekend. And you were actually at the California regionals, right? Yep. I was at California and had one of our, uh, one of those guys I was talking about, our early adopters. He was at, at Central. Oh, nice. As well. Wait, yeah. Central? Was or, that this weekend? South. Uh, south. Sorry. I am really confused about the regions. Like, why is Honduras <laughs> part of the Pacific region and not part of Latin America? I have no idea. Right? And how much would it suck to live in Russia and have to go to Australia for regionals? That would be horrible. I mean, like, I'm sorry you live in Russia. Is that a Dave Castro thing? I probably. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Anyway, let's not go there. <laughs> so did you, do you have some opinions about some rowing you saw this weekend? Or how was regionals? Just let's hear a little recap. Uh, the first day, the last workout on the first day was a bit slow just because it mm. took so long. So I saw a lot of, a lot of interest was kind of waning at sure. the day's end, but 
overall, the weekend was great. It was, as far as the rowing goes, I was pretty impressed with what I saw from maybe two years ago. I've seen a marked improvement in rowing movement in general. There are still, you can always pick an outlier, just like you could right. find an outlier in anybody picking up a barbell or doing a bar muscle up. But on the whole, the rowing is getting better. And that's been nice to see, especially in the individuals as well. And, and I've always said this, when you, when you watch the individual heats, you can always, I don't know that there's a direct correlation, but from the, the first heat to the last heat, you see that the technique in almost all movements improves significantly. Yeah, sure. So the, the first heat, the rowing, the barbell movements, things are just not as crisp, not as clean. They not may not have had the time. Right, right. And then you get to the final heats and you can tell people they're really buckled down and focused on all their movement patterns. It's so crazy to me because, you know, even just to get to regionals takes such an incredible level of athleticism. But then to see the clear distinction between a regionals athlete and a games athlete, it's ridiculous. Yeah. Like you see these people in the you know first heat, second heat at regionals, and it's like, man, those guys are moving. You know, these things are hard. Those guys, and then they're but they're you know maybe not finishing the event, maybe not making the lift, but et cetera, et cetera. And then you see you know the final heat, and they're finishing minutes under the time cap, and you're just like, are you joking me? Yeah, these yeah, people are crazy. superhuman. Like watching Cara Webb, a lot of it was like, I can't even. <laughs> and I don't use that term loosely. I don't say I can't even about a lot of things, Shane. <laughs> So it really matters when you I like to, you know, use it sparingly so that it's more intense. What was your favorite workout that you saw this again? Uh how about this? Which one would you would you like to do the most? I was always a team athlete, so I liked the mm -hmm. team workouts. And that I like you the, can pick one of those. Yeah, I liked that team paired chipper. Yeah, that was cool. That was a fun one. I always liked the having to do paired movements and having to work with one partner and the two of you exchanging work or having to coordinate work those are those are always fun i'd take that if you put me in an individual workout i'd be miserable i'd hate i'd hate that's being your, out there by I myself mean, yeah and that's your experience too because you're a collegiate rower when you, you went, were at, you went as a team competitor yeah. at the crossfit games so that's kind of your gig right i agree yeah. though i feel like yeah. i would never i mean i don't think that i you know would be able to make it either way but i don't, would never have any interest competing as an individual but i think it'd be really fun to go as a team yeah it is because you when things start to suck, you just pass the baton. Right. <laughs> and it's, you go. <laughs> yeah, you, you sit there, you're like, all right, I can really make myself push. And when I get to the point where I feel like I'm just about to crumble, I can hand off the baton and let somebody else pick it up. And then when like, they, I'll go until this. Right. And when I see the pain on their face, I'll step in and I'll, I'll help them out. And you work for somebody else. That's the cool part. When you have somebody to push for, it's that much more rewarding because you're not just doing it for you. You're getting to help support somebody else. Yeah. Totally. And that's that's the rewarding aspect. For me, at least, that was the rewarding aspect was I got to support my teammates. And when we were done, we got to be there together. Yeah, I feel and, like uh, that would be a lot more motivating. Show. But the Shane show is not a bad thing. Yeah. <laughs> what about you guys? Were you watching online? Oh, yeah. I really... Oop, there go my headphones. Hold on. <laughs> Sorry, my headphones just slid off my head. I'm back. It's cool. Uh, yeah, I was watching online and I really loved, I mean, I loved watching Kara. The South Regional was kind of interesting to watch. It's interesting to me that the men in that region, there really were no names that I recognized. It's fun to watch because, you know, a lot of those people are local for us. But I think, you know, the California Regional is just, 
I feel like it's an illegal of its own. I think so too. And yeah. it's like every it's single crazy. person. Just, yeah, all the names are Exactly. You you know every single name in the top 20 athletes. Yeah, which and I mean I was talking to uh, Brandon about the regionals and he was like, wait, California has its own regional? And I was like, yeah, but look who's there. Yeah. And like you yeah. need your own regional for that one state. Yeah. And I thought it was really interesting. You know, I, I love that Becca Voigt's going back to the games for the ninth time. Mm. Love that. And I really love that it's not like she eked her way in. Like she killed it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which I really am like super excited about. And I love Lauren Fisher. I'm excited to see her um, back in there. Yeah, I bet you but she was so pumped after last year. The announcer with her was really weird. Did you guys, I don't know if there's the same announcer who's like announcing on the floor as is announcing on the broadcast, but he kept being like, literally would say this every, like multiple times per event with Lauren Fisher would say, you know, you look at her movements and it just doesn't look like she should be able to lift that much weight because she just doesn't look that steady. And then, you know, she just surprises you every single time. And we're like, really? <laughs> Everything, like, everything was credit. Like, yeah. She's kind of a he, badass. He literally said that probably like a dozen times. Like, you know, you look at her and it just looks, she just looks so unstable and then she just comes out of the gate. And I'm like, I don't really feel that way. <laughs> yeah, if anybody's crisp at movement, it's Lauren. Yeah, she I'm like, I mean, maybe connected. She, like, she, she moves well. Yeah, like she's not yeah. exact. I know. And I was like, maybe like her hair looks like it's about to fall out, but. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's yeah, that's the, definitely same place yeah to this day i don't know how that ponytail holder stays in her Still hair don't. like you don't might know. as well just take that ponytail holder right out my hair started to grow moderately long and i immediately had to wear a head wrap to keep the hair out yeah. of my eyes otherwise i was i was going crazy during the workouts i feel like maybe she must use it as like a blinder or something but that would drive me <laughs> it's her thing it would drive me berserk how what yeah. was the vibe like at regionals shane day one was a little quiet yeah and day two started to pick up a bit it was seemed to be kind of the most popular day and then day three was pretty active you saw a lot of people showing up that had not been there the rest of the week you know maybe they were stopping in to just peek into competition see what was going on i heard greg glassman was there i saw the wadcast guys showed up that day oh yeah i I watched them yeah they interviewed greg glassman yeah they did Mm -hmm. yeah so Big deal. plug for Wattcast. On, on Sunday? Yeah. I just, I texted Scott this morning and he said that they didn't get a hold of him. Oh, they did. Really? On Facebook, more. they said he yeah. said he's going to come on, post your questions. Uh, oh, maybe. Mm. Maybe, maybe he didn't have I hope I didn't just let the card out. <laughs> <laughs> no go. And Secret I think they, they interviewed Lauren, mm-hmm. who hasn't been interviewed before. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. They're, they, they do that a lot. Yeah. We like those. You know, we, we sometimes feel a little bit like, oh, we could have gotten that interview. But then we're like, you know what? We like Wattcast. Yeah, so we love the Wattcast. You go, Glenn Coco. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that was it. People just kind of started showing up on Sunday. It was like they just wanted to catch the finals and see the final workouts after things had fleshed out over the weekend. Yeah. Does watching the competitions make you wish that you were being, that you were like back at that caliber? Or are you just kind of like, nope, that was, that phase of my life is over? Yeah, exactly that. Really? <laughs> yeah. I mean, because it's like every, we talk about this all the time, how every single year seems to get more and more advanced and more and more difficult yeah. where you're just like, you have to be a pro at that point where you're just training all the time to keep up. Yeah. Once you pass that phase in your life, you start to look at it and say, well, that was, that was cool. That was fun. I really enjoyed that. But where was the balance? I didn't have anything totally. else happening in my life and I didn't, I couldn't think about anything else because all I had was training. Yeah. I don't know how... Lauren goes to school and does this. I don't know. I I don't understand that. Well, I think she's on like the 10-year plan. So I think maybe (laughs) she she takes like one class. (laughs) But still. She 
She may be. <laughs> and like all of her personal, I mean, like, you know, all her boyfriend is, you know, Rasmus Anderson. Like, I feel like pretty much her whole life just revolves around the gym. There was one workout, though, where it was like Garrett and Rasmus were neck and neck. And I was like, uh oh, the boyfriend and the brother. <laughs> <laughs> but then Garrett won. So, yeah. <laughs> no poetic justice to Rasmus there. Tell everyone, too, just a quick overview of, you know, you were competing on, on a team and then you hurt your back, right? Yeah. So that yeah, was kind of like the transition time for you. And so, um, and that's kind of, I mean, I don't know. I, how have you been feeling, by the way? It comes and goes. Sometimes it's feeling great. Sometimes it's not feeling that great. I have all these people I work with in different programs that I've done, and it's pretty good right now, I would yeah. say. That is rewarding. I would rather be happy and able to move well, and I've been working on some strongman stuff and strength, and that's feeling good. And Yeah, so I'm starting to be able to use my legs again, which is nice, and Hinge at the hip, which is also, you know, always a nice thing. An important thing yeah. to be able to do. Yeah, <laughs> right. Be able to bend over without pain. That's always nice. Ooh, yeah. So then looking forward, what are what's kind of coming up for you? Like, what are some goals that you have? And we also know that you're about to go on tour in Europe, just like Beyonce. Yeah, <laughs> that's we're just following her tour schedule. Right? Hey, good plan. <laughs> are you going to be a backup dancer in Lemonade? Yes. Cool. Yeah. That's really why you want to have your back, right? I wasn't to say anything, but. <laughs> Heard it here first, guys. <laughs> I, you know, I actually love dancing. I wish I could make a second career out of dancing. Stop. Now you have to stop because you just... Like, well, you just turn Jane your... Jane Carver's already perfect. Now you just turn your Snapchat into that? It can be like... Yeah. No, seriously. Did you see that guy? Have you seen the guy who's like all over the internet right now where he's like this plus-sized ballet dancer man? Yes. Oh. But I Jane Carver's not plus-sized. No, I know he's... that. But I'm saying the, the barriers are being broken. Right. Yeah. Just... Tall guys can do it too. Yeah. See? Tall guys with... <laughs> I don't know. Uh, he is like, yeah, you, you, yeah. I know. It's amazing. We'll send it to you. But yeah. I'm just saying, you know, it, the time, the time is now to if you know to to break into the dance Wait, industry. Shane, like, what kind of songs do you like to dance to? Well, okay, so I have multiple genres in which I am don't involved. discriminate. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. So I got very into swing dancing for a number of years. I would go two to three nights a week and go swing dancing. And Claire, in Claire and I we're just shaking our heads at each other right now. Like that's I wish we could snap this right. We're like just looking at each other like shut up. <laughs> Stop. Just Mic stop drop. Right Mic drop. The interview's over. <laughs> stop. <laughs> These are like little little hidden secrets that I don't talk about mm-hmm. much. But um, um did you know that Joy was di- was a dancer was a in the Super Bowl? She was a competitive ballroom dancer was, and she danced in the yeah. Super Bowl with Diana Ross. And I went to Vegas. No, I had no idea. And tell, I, do, do tell. <laughs> Please regale us with the, your story. Yeah, Come everyone on, on the podcast knows this, but I did a halftime show for the Super for Super Bowl. 30. She was a legit backup dancer. I was a backup dancer for wow. Diana Ross Super Bowl Thirty, and I also competed in a ballroom dancing competition in Las Vegas when I was in college. There we go. That's amazing. It really is amazing. <laughs> that's that's incredible. How great. I wish I could do that. Yeah. So. <laughs> so and my we... my my dance secret is that I used to be super into African dance. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, which I don't know if we've talked about that on the podcast before, actually. I don't know if we have. Yeah, I was like super in, in college and right after college, I was like, oh, actually, it started in high school. I was in a, uh, this is so random. I was in a, um, the University of Colorado does a Shakespeare festival every summer, and I was in this like tribal adaptation of Macbeth. And so for like every. Those words all together just yeah, I know, blew right? my mind. Just so amazing. And we had to learn all these African dances, and I loved it. And so I just like kept doing it all through high school and college, and I like big into African That's dance so over cool. here. <laughs> If you like African dance, why are you white? 
Oh my God. You can't just ask people why they're white. Uh, okay. So you did swing dancing? Swing dancing. Yeah. So swing dancing for a couple of years. I took salsa and ballroom in college. And you know, once you kind of learn one style of dance, you understand, especially with more freeform methods, you have salsa, swing, they all, one kind of bleeds into the next so it's yeah, a little it's bit easier once you've gotten the basics of one that you can kind of yeah. jump into the other how do you feel about and the waltz about the uh i was never that big of a fan really of the real like the waltz. squared off routine yeah. okay all right that was i'll let that uh, slide I, mean, I, I could i could but my, i have i have more of a free flow beat in my heart so mm-hmm. uh, what's your favorite song is, right now like what, what are you what are you pumping in the in the uh car right now like when a song comes on you're like this is my jam i could so dance to this right now oh man you know you uh, have it is it like drake is it like the new jt song justin timberlake that's yeah. mine that's a good no, one the new jt not, no i don't I don't like pop. I don't like a lot of I, I do like pop, but I don't like a ton of current pop that's out there right now. Hold on, I'm pulling up my Shazam to look at my most recently Shazammed song. Okay, <laughs> um, but like when, if I'm you know what's on my computer, I listen to eighttracks.com um, has a really good uh, so underground station. you, Shane. Uh, yeah. I know it's called it's called Trendy Coffee Shop is the the <laughs> album I'm listening to. Uh, let's see, I will tell you that uh, Lil Dicky has been really getting me lately. If I you don't even been... know. Like I feel like that's way indie. No, Lil Dicky's not. He's actually pretty up there right now. Okay. Uh, but he's got a great song. Not my favorite of his, but he's got a song called Saved That Money, which is really funny. He's a funny guy. I suggest <laughs> you check him out. We're totally. Um, I'm looking. Just wrote, a, I wrote it down on our ah! board. Yeah, no, it's a, you're going to love it. I take that. notes. I like to do, take notes. Yeah, it's really funny. Okay. You know what? Other, another good song that I've really been, has just tickles me every time I hear it is, uh, it's called Good Times Roll by Grizz and Big Gigantic. Okay. I do I love just, Big Gigantic, actually. What about you, Joy? What? Other than JT. Oh, gosh. Um, I'm like really into the new Beyonce album right now to, to a point where it's like taking Not, over my yeah. life. That's yeah. fair. This is you've brought this up multiple oh, times. Lately. I've snapped way too many snaps about it. I've talked a lot about <laughs> it. I I don't really get into music to where it's like, yeah. oh my gosh, I love this so much. But it's because she did the visual album. Yeah, and we watched it like right when it came out. It was only out for like twenty four hours on HBO, and mm. then of course you could buy it for a buttload of money. But which it, you did, yeah, which I did, of course. <laughs> And now I'm obsessed. It's That's fair. like it's woman power. It seems to be a pretty common trend. Oh my gosh! Yeah, mm-hmm. what is that? People are just really picking up on that on, on that Beyonce's album. new album. It's yeah. it's Beyonce. So good. And I'm not saying this I like mean, Shane, it, this you, is, we're not, not just talking about her like around Europe. Yeah, we're not talking <laughs> about like say my right. name. Yeah. Type of days like this is full on. There's so many layers. I don't even want to get started. You don't need to like, convince me, Joy. Yeah, it's so good. Yeah, all the CrossFit coaches at my gym are really annoyed with me. I'm like, we have to put on Beyonce today. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to PR. You got to put her on. Yeah, it's so funny. Well, Shane, if we run into you at the games this year, you and Joy can have a little ballroom dance in the middle yeah, of the games or of the vendor village. Oh. Yeah, that'd be great. Oh, swing would be great. So fun. Well, we just have to go find the DJ and ask him to put on some, some I, windy. I don't see that being a problem at all. Mm-mm. <laughs> I'll have to make sure to brush up before then. It's been a, it's been a bit. Get some YouTube tutorials. <laughs> so talk There's, about... Wait, hold on. I want to oh, see one more thing about swing yeah. dancing. There's actually... Brandon and I have been meaning to take swing dancing lessons because there's this thing on sometime in the like early June, mid-June in Boulder. It's a 1940s themed like dance party where they have it in an airplane hangar with all oh, these like that. World War II. Yeah, and it's like, oh. and it's And they just have like this swing band and yep. there's like a costume contest and Brandon looks like Captain America anyway. Mm-hmm. And so we were going to like, go all Captain America style. But Do it. 
yeah Do it's it. it's turned yeah. it's turned out to be a little bit difficult to schedule with you know not being able to like swing dance with a baby and on your but we can probably yeah. figure it out <laughs> yeah turns people out, you would be you would be the the hottest ticket item at that event if yeah. you were able to swing dance with your baby yeah, yeah. like in a baby, a baby. Attached <laughs> to you yeah, yeah totally yeah, like just like Bjorn. throw him up in the yeah. air while you guys are twirling around <laughs> totally he would mm-hmm. be totally into that so safe but anyway um, talk a little bit about your tour and what you're doing when you're heading overseas. Uh, we're starting in Madrid. Mm-hmm. So that's exciting. That um, is exciting. Yeah. Yeah. So what start- inspired this? I usually go over once to twice a year just because we have such demand over in Europe right now. Are you huge in course. Japan? <laughs> Did you see those shirts at yeah. the Pacific Regional? <laughs> Yeah. There was a team from Japan. They had their shirt say said, "I'm huge in Japan." Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> I'm sorry. Continue. Um, yeah, actually, I'm hoping to go hit um, China in like January. That's fingers crossed on that cool. one. We can that happen. But Europe just has they really want the rowing course right now. So Madrid CrossFit Singular Box on June 18th, and then June 25th, I will be in I believe it's Stavanger, uh, Norway for our Ooh. second course i really want to go to norway that would be so beautiful do it i am selling everybody on norway this will be my third time going really? and it is incredible it is such a great country i just i'm super i feel like those like nordic countries kind of get overlooked but they're so beautiful the be- the natural beauty is incredible yeah and as a society they just kind of have their stuff together that's now, granted they're you know a bit a bit socialist but it they... works when you're like such a small little country right exactly and I have a couple of buddies that live in Oslo, and so that's kind of nice as well. That's cool. So, right, so, and then I think after that, I'm running to Switzerland for a bit. I have some good friends that actually allowed me to host my first ever course at their gym. So we go way, way back, and I'm going to go stop by their gym and, and visit for a couple of days, maybe do some guest coaching there. What's your favorite food in all of those places? That's a good question. Like on this trip, what one thing are you like, oh, I'm so excited to eat that? Uh, that's pretty much how I think about vacations. Right. Typically. It's like <laughs> what's what food you're get our way through yeah. the vacation yeah well the sangria has, is always amazing in in spain good choice and the salmon is always incredibly fresh mm. in norway are you a starbucks guy i'm not no i love coffee what do you don't like starbucks yeah what's your what's your coffee shop that you go to well we have a bunch of great coffee shops here in in san diego the third wave coffee culture is quite strong here <laughs> but Lately, I've been brewing a lot of my own at home. Oh, I know. I've been mostly brewing caveman coffee lately. Oh, really tell us about that. Like, is that a big deal? I mean, I've seen so much on social <laughs> media about caveman. Is it pretty good? Yeah, their stuff's really good. And I, I like their cold brew, which is nice because I can travel oh, with it. Claire loves I the love cold, cold brew. That's all I drink. I actually had one at 4 o'clock this afternoon, and I'm going to regret it so much at like 3 a.m. <laughs> and I'm like... But I was I was breastfeeding up until like a month ago, and so I couldn't drink caffeine because they would just turn my breast milk into a latte. And so now I'm like, I just drink so much coffee to make up for all the coffee I missed in the last six months. Oh, yeah, so you, so you just great. aren't sleeping now. Yeah, You're just which, running till two in the morning. Yeah, which would have been helpful. <laughs> But no. I wake up and I look at uh, Claire's snaps that are like 2.30 a.m. I'm like, oh, poor Claire. Because <laughs> we share a snap account. So yeah. we're like, oh. I'll like check the account. I'm like, oh, she was up so late. Shane, yeah, do they still have the Mission the uh, restaurant? restaurant? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, quite, quite, it's a popular breakfast spot here. Yeah. So I used to live on Mission Beach. Really? Yeah. Did you really? I did. When like right out of college, I moved there. It was like I one had, of my. Maybe I did know that. Yeah, it was one of my it's like item for people. Uh, I had so much fun, and I I want to. 
I want to live. My dream is to Joy go back to California. Is like really having this in this phase right now where yeah. she really wants. I just want to live in Southern California. California mm-hmm. Alter ego. Yeah. Mostly because cupcakes and cashmere is like yeah. is, is this blog that Joy follows and she's obsessed. Uh-huh. There's a lot of people I'm and, obsessed with yeah. in California. No, my mom's from LA, and I had a bunch of friends who lived in San Diego right when I was graduating college, and they were like, "Just come live with us." It was like one of those things where you know you graduate college and you're like, "What do I do with my life? I don't know." And they're like, "Come live in San Diego. We have next like, room. Go travel. Sounds great. Yeah, totally." So I lived there for a red hot minute, and man, Mission Beach. It was like right next. I lived right next to that Ferris wheel. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, that's a great I mean, thing. Well, that, that's funny. You were actually right next to where. Do, what year was that? Oh God! Don't, I'm asking. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. 2001. 2000. 2001. Okay. Like a long okay. time ago. It was That was where we had practice. I used to, I basically lived right at that roller coaster. Our boathouse was just a couple oh blocks. Oh my God. Away. That's so crazy. I probably flirted with you at some point. <laughs> <laughs> I was the drunk girl in that bar. Yeah. You know, that one drunk girl in that one bar. That's the thing. What's it's that like, bar that's right there? It's the crap. It's no idea. Crazy. It's still there. Sandbar? Huh? Sandbar? Yes. Yeah. Sandbar is infamous. South <laughs> oh my god! Um, yeah, and let's see. So, and then we could always hear the the roller coaster. Like I have like memories of just listening to the roller coaster as I was like doing homework. It was so great. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. <sighs> Wait, so, so you want you want a Southern California alter ego? I really do. Yeah, yeah. so how, bad. How, how flexible? How flexible is your job? Uh, <laughs> Not flexible. I can make it flexible. <laughs> I am now a manager. I can leave. I can do things, Mister Manager. Well, because. Yeah. Because I've been wanting to get my wife to Colorado, and we should do a house swap. Okay. Done. It's pretty amazing. Life swap. Uh, yeah, wife swap. Life, life, no, 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 no. I said life swap with I an said L. life swap. <laughs> no, I said life with an L. I know, but I said, no. I heard you, Claire, but I said wife I said wife swap. I, okay, I, yes. Oh, just kidding, Shane. Sorry, we have to. No, oh, my goodness. Um, anyway. Let's get our composure. <laughs> oh, Lord. Oh, man, that's so funny. Last time we talked, this was really a huge life-changing moment for Claire, because after we talked to you, you were telling us about the book, The Life-Changing Magic. Oh, my gosh. I and knew you were going to say that. Yeah. I knew you were going to say that. Claire, like, <laughs> full on. Okay. Let's also yeah. just appreciate the fact that I was, like, late third trimester pregnancy. It was amazing. I was, like, already very nesting. And I was, like, I'm going to get this book. And I went home. I, I read it all in the waiting room at the DMV while I was waiting to register my car. The whole thing? The whole. I mean, it only took. I mean, I was at the DMV. It took like a long time, but the book is so quick. I kind of skimmed a couple parts, but I went home and I like purged my closet. I purged like the only thing that I didn't purge was my kitchen. (laughs) And there were some things where like literally I made a pile and it it was like Brandon stuff. And I was like, right, Brandon, you need to go through that pile right now. And he like came (laughs) home from work and he was like, what is going on? (laughs) And how do I decide what I'm supposed to keep? Yeah. Yeah, I was like, well, does it bring you joy? (laughs) And he's like, I don't understand the question. (laughs) (laughs) Like just just pick it up, just pick it up. How does it make you feel? Yeah, (laughs) just pick it up. How do you feel? Uh, like I'm holding a DVD. No, no, no. But like inside. (laughs) Like what are the emotions happening right now? No, how does that make you feel? Yeah, (laughs) come on, Brandon. This is your vibe. I I was. It really was. It was the life changing magic of tidying up. And then it. And then I had a baby like two weeks later, and you know everything kind of went downhill. But. I've heard somebody relayed the idea to me that having a child and trying to keep the house clean is like trying to brush your teeth while eating Oreos. Yeah, and it's not quite so bad yet because he's little, he's so little that he can't like independently take things out. But you are just sort of like moving him from sight to sight the whole day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, I've also heard it's it's 
like trying to shovel during a blizzard. <laughs> yeah. Similar experience. Have you, you guys, do you, you do you have a, a sponsorship from that, that book? Oh, we should. I mean, right? You There's should. You should absolutely should be like using referral links to sell that book on Amazon. Yeah, we should. We do have an Audible. Yeah, referral. you can listen to it on Audible yeah. with a referral link. Audible.com. <laughs> Wait, what is it? Audibletrial.com forward slash Girls Gone Wild podcast. Just yeah. a little plug there right there. See, there um, so, yeah. Any new books that we can uh, learn from you, Shane? Has there been any life-changing? They, she came up with a mm. second one. It was like the Yeah, the she had like a, yeah it was like a follow-up. That, that or we really loved the marriage hacks we talked about last time. If yes. you had any new what ones. What marriage of, hacks do you have? You know, like how we talked about. <laughs> we had heard... So we had our um, uh, men, men's only, not men's only, oh, yeah. men's episode the other week. And yeah, I uh, to it. what did you think? I thought it was great. Accurate. I, I, I really liked where it started, especially. You guys just jumped right into like gender disparity. I thought that was a pretty bold start to the podcast. Well, let's hear your response. What do you think about gender roles, Shane? Yeah, Shane. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> this just let's, took a turn for the serious. Speaking of jumping right in, he's sweating right now. <laughs> I don't know. I think he can handle it. Uh, you know, so I I was raised very my my mother trained me to be very chivalrous. That when you know when you're walking with a woman, that you're always walking on the street side of the curb, and that you're always opening doors, and that you're paying for meals and whatnot. But at the same time, my wife tends to be fairly independent, so I have seen both sides of the coin. And you know, at the end of the day, I think we are all just humans, and that I think the concept of political correctness has gone a little bit too far, if you ask me. And I think totally. some people need to just chill out. Yes, and just like everyone let, on the internet. Yeah, just let things be. You know, if you want to, if some guy wants to walk on the outside of the curb for a woman, just let it happen. You know, it doesn't need to be a, a whole big thing. And if a woman wants to pay for a dinner, so be it. That's great. You know, right. th- it's I, don't, not, I don't. Not necessarily a social statement. Correct. It doesn't need to be a gender role. I think we need to focus more on human roles because I think that is becoming lost very quickly in our current trajectory of our society. We have become so inundated with political correctness and you can't even consider uttering the wrong thing without worry of somebody jumping down your throat or trying to publicly defame you because of what you've said. I I think that that's a giant shame. Do you have uh, siblings, Shane? I don't. Well, it's a it's kind of convoluted. My dad has been married three times and had a son and a daughter from his first marriage. So I have a half brother and a half sister. They're both in their 40s, edging on 50s. Then he was married to my mom. I was the only product of that relationship. And then he remarried and my stepmom had a son and a daughter and they are both in their 40s, 50s. Oh, interesting. So you didn't and really then, grow up with other siblings, but yeah. you technically have other siblings. Yeah. Yeah. And they're, they're all obviously much older than me. So when I was young... That was a, one of those relationships that doesn't really flourish because you're so young and yeah. they're you know they're teens twenties. It's just an odd relationship. Now that we're all adults, we've all gotten much closer. And I, my stepdad as well also has a son and a daughter that are in their forties, fifties. So I have three brothers, three sisters, all over forty five. Okay, and kind of all over the map. And all over the map, yeah, yeah. People are all over the place. My my dad's married to his fifth wife, and my mom's married to her third husband. So. I also have, I have two half brothers and then I have, Claire's got like a gaggle I have, family. I actually have ex, I have ex step siblings. Oh yeah. <laughs> and then, yeah. And then I have, uh, uh, three step brothers who are my stepdad's kids and two stepsisters and a stepbrother who are my stepmom's kids. And okay. yeah. So I, 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 uh, I can appreciate the levels. We'll just put it that way. <laughs> People are always like, wait, I'm like, there will be a test. Don't worry. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, you have to draw it out for most people yeah. to mm -hmm. understand the relationship and who lies where. Family tree. Mm -hmm. Yes, exactly. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, we're almost out of time, but I want you to talk a little bit about, if you will, first of all, we want you to talk about the a little more about dark horse rowing. Um, where because, people can find you. Yeah, where people can find you and plugging next, all that. What's coming up. But I'm kind of curious, path. too, of we were just talking about gender roles of if there's anything, I guess, right now that you're seeing in the gym with women and anything particularly that they're struggling with or things of empowerment that you would like to add for the for the chicks because that's the majority of our listenership. Because, I mean, you in work the in, club. Yeah, I in the club. <laughs> I mean, you work around some pretty badass females and yeah. i think just maybe getting like a touch of like what they're bringing to the gym and passing that on to us <laughs> yeah you know actually one uh, i was having this conversation a couple weeks ago women are my favorite athletes to coach because i find that they tend to be much more receptive to coaching whereas a lot of the men that, that i try to coach or that i'm around are a lot more resistant to it. They tend to have a, a mindset of, uh, I got this covered. I, I know what I need. I can I can do it myself. And I, I don't know why that is. I'm not sure why that is. But I just love working with women because they're so much more coachable. And I, to me, I think that's a huge benefit. I think a lot of guys could learn from, from women's willingness to be coached. And somebody who's willing to be coached is somebody who can grow and learn and evolve and get better at what they're doing because at the end of the day if you're not willing to accept influence from somebody else then how are you ever going to get better and not enough people do that they tend to lock themselves in their little box and think nope I'm good I got it covered but life is an evolving process you can't ever do that you have to constantly take what you can from the people around you and you should always be seeking people who are smarter have different experiences, have different viewpoints, and will challenge the way that, uh, that you normally think. Because by doing that, you will evolve, you will grow, you will live longer, you will live happier, because you see the world outside of yourself. And when we get, when we collapse into that idea of who we are, and all we do is stick to that, we stick to our guns and we just won't bend, and that the only way we're coming out of it is if somebody loses, that's a terrible way to live creates a lot of unhappiness and I think it's just not a great way to be. And it's a great way for you to be because you know the gifts that come from that. But I feel like coming off of our episode where we talked to the boys was that I feel like there's not a lot of males that think that way. And I know this sounds cheesy, but there was a quote that Lauren Michael said that I love and I always think about it's if you are the smartest person in the room, you're in the wrong room. Yep. And I feel like Females, I feel like we are more open to that statement and to go, yeah, we have so much to learn. But I just feel like males, and I'm not trying to like start beef or anything, but I feel like males have a harder time because they're the the, the societal pressures that you're supposed to be the leader, you're supposed to be the one that's the rescuer. You're right, supposed you're supposed to, be, supposed the to be the one who walks in and is like, I got this. Right. So yeah, I don't know. Do, do you have a reaction to that? I don't want to to launch into a, a gender battle either way as well, but to anybody who uh, a I completely agree with that statement that, that Lauren Michaels quote, and I use that. I actually use that exact quote all the time. Amazing. And, yeah, and so I. So it really should be a life swap <laughs> slash wife swap. Yeah. <laughs> just kidding. Oh, I'm totally Lord. kidding, Shane. Maybe maybe Shane should just come live with Scott. There we go. Yeah, you would love my husband, Shane. He's a pretty cool dude. Well, well, husband. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> mm. Okay. Non gender non conforming. Uh, yeah, gender non conforming spouse swap. <laughs> yeah. So I, especially the way that I run my own business as well, I, 
I think that way. I don't want to surround myself with people who are just going to give me the same ideas or spit the same ideas back to me. I want somebody who's going to challenge me because left to my own devices, I'm only going to, I will only learn to a certain extent and I'll only come up with a certain amount of ideas. But most of the good ideas that I get to work with now are not because I came up with them. It's because I sat down and I chatted with somebody and we came up with the idea together. And so I think that you have to be open. You have to learn from people. That's what makes the greatest coaches in the world are the coaches that are willing to continue learning that don't just go out there for a certificate but really want to learn as a lifelong process and surround themselves with coaches as mentors, not coaches as, well, I can you know, get a certificate from this and I can say that I did this. Instead, surround yourself. That was how my career started. And I, I might have mentioned this last time, but you know, I, when I started my career, I was just lucky enough to be surrounded by incredible coaches and everybody had a specialty. I was around three Bergners for approximately six years. So at this point, Olympic weightlifting is extremely comfortable for me. I can coach that no problem, and I, I feel good about it. Um, but it's all because we just keep surrounding ourselves with people. Can I ask you, I don't want to dive too deep into this because we're running out of time, but I, I feel like the question that's coming to my mind is, do you notice the people, like and yourself, like you're at a highly competitive level and you are surrounded with a lot of elite athletes, do you feel like it's um, there's something to it that they can accept failure and they, they can tolerate failure well? Like I feel like people who are resistance, resistant to failure or resistant to feedback. I feel like I want to like restart the episode right now. just have a whole second episode i know so like in in like two seconds yeah um, yeah, we can revisit (laughs) that but i feel like there's so much to that of what makes you the the ability to grow really relates to how much you can tolerate failure completely there's a i guess uh, i'm asking too of like have you seen that have you witnessed that do you experience that yeah because it's somebody you have to accept that somebody can change your life and not until you accept that will you be able to accept the influence that they're trying to deliver? Now, sometimes, sometimes it bites you in the ass. It's not always the, you know, the, the golden key. And that was how I hurt my back, because I trusted a chiropractor that I assumed had my best interest in mind and was listening to me and listening to my needs when, we would, when I would tell him what was happening. But instead, he had a program, and I had to fit into his program. And that was what ended up injuring me, was because he kept adjusting me and eventually the only reason he stopped was because I had to tell him to stop he wouldn't have stopped on his own so you know that that bit me in the ass but that's life you have to learn and just as with business or with coaching or with fitness or relationships sometimes you have to have those failed relationships and when you can learn about that failure when you can accept that failure is not a bad thing but a learning experience however bad it may be. You just have to accept that failed relationships are a part of life and that they can lead you to even better things. And it really sucks in the moment and not every decision you make is going to be a good one. I've had plenty of, I've made plenty of poor decisions in my life. And by the fact that eventually I learned to accept those poor decisions, I was able to see something good in it. And sometimes it takes time. You know, nobody's, nobody's perfect. You don't make this horrible decision have the you know the effect afterwards where it's like oh man that really sucks and then you just immediately get over it sometimes yeah. it takes time and sometimes you but, don't know the answer till a long time later yeah exactly <laughs> we're like, just, oh that's why that happened yeah right yeah and it, you know i i'm just starting to see the light on my whole back thing it's been three years oh i bet you know 
Yeah. It takes time. Okay, so where can people find you other than Snapchat? So, well, Snapchat, <laughs> Shane Farmer. Uh, Shane Farmer or Dark Horse Rowing. They're both, I think I got them attached. Other than that, darkhorserowing.com. That's where everything is moving to. And I'm actually going to be re-releasing the site here coming up soon. It'll be the third iteration of our website in like nine months, which is exciting because it just means that we're coming out with even more stuff. So at this point, we have all of our cycles and you can jump into our, our monthly cycle. So you're just going to pick up with whatever our next, next cycle will be. Right now we're finishing a Jackie cycle. But I have, I have some really exciting stuff that I want to start putting together and I'm, I'm thinking about doing a, a, and I haven't told anybody, this is not public yet. Um, so you guys will be the first ones that are getting this. <laughs> I was like, but, should you so turn exciting. off Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, no. Uh, you know, it's, it'll take a little bit and I'm going to reach out to kind of some of my early adopters and the people who have been really committed to me uh, or to Dark Horse as we've gotten started and picked up. But I would, I'm really excited that we're going to start putting together a coach's mastermind group for rowing. Oh, cool. So taking it to a much higher level than just, you know, being able to get better at rowing and using it for your, your programming or, you know, as a supplement to your programming. It's going to be much more involved with bringing in coaches, people who really want to implement uh, rowing in a bigger way in other facilities and making right, like, kind of a master's course. Like what were you just saying about surrounding yourself with, with good role models and good people? <laughs> yeah, that's just, <laughs> that happens to be a good coincidental lead into it. Uh, but no, that's, I, I just love working with people who want to work together and I want to bring those people together that all want to do that and lead the discussion and make it a, a much bigger project. So that's, that's where Dark Horse is going to be going. Obviously, we're going to have and deliver incredible programming and coaching for athletes. That's our bread and butter. But I'm kind of excited about this project. It's going to be a bit of a pet project as we as we build it out. Shane, last time we talked, I was kind of in a love-hate relationship with rowing. And I feel I went through the Working Against Gravity program. Um, so okay. I dialed in my nutrition and I feel really good. Um, so I feel very inspired to start your program now. I don't know why I just like I had to come to a point where I was like feeling okay on the rowing machine. Yeah. And so I'm going to start your program. I'm going to sign up and give me like a quick snapshot too. So the listeners can understand like when you sign up, what snapshot, happens? Not snapchat. Not snapchat. Just, you want me to yeah. snapchat? Right now? <laughs> He's like, I got it. I'm Snap on break. this. <laughs> like, just so you guys know, the listeners, like, when you follow Shane Farmer on Snapchat, it's a lot of, like, his beautiful face talking. So you guys have a lot to look forward to. That's it's, a, it's another it's way for you to... It's a lot more of my face than anything, it's, really. It's another way for you to take Shane in your pocket. Exactly. Pocket, oh, yeah. pocket okay. Shane, part B. Pocket part um, so yeah, so I, I am committed to this. Like as you were talking, I'm like, oh, this sounds perfect for me. Like I can finally, I, when I sit on a rower now, I feel good. I feel strong, like to where I can bring it to the next level. So what would I be, you know, what can I expect when I sign up? Just a quick snapshot of like, do I get emails? Do I get like a, a personal Snapchat for me? <laughs> no, just kidding. So, so when you sign up now, you will be brought right into our our programming calendar and you'll pick up. So in two weeks, actually, on May 30th, we're starting our new cycle um, from, I guess it probably won't be two weeks from when this airs, but uh, we'll be starting our new cycle May 30th. And so if you were to come in before that, you would come onto our calendar, you would see your workout laid out in front of you, which would give you uh, a warm-up every day, which is skill work, and then you'd get a workout every day. So one day a week is high intensity, uh, lower volume. The other day is higher volume, lower intensity. And on each of those days, you're going to get skill work where we basically put it in video format for you so you don't have to guess what we're trying to get you to do. 
Um, and it's about 15 minutes of drills and about 45 minutes or less of workouts. So everything gets knocked out in under an hour and it's all built to be a supplement to whatever program you're doing. So we're not trying to override any programs. We're just meant to be there as a supplement for that rowing piece and for really engine work because people's engines just go through the roof when they're, when they're on the machine enough. And so when it comes to emails and whatnot, we're, we're actually working on creating kind of our onboard process um, with emails. So that is something that I'm doing manually now where I'm emailing new members as they come on board, but soon we'll be, we'll be creating a whole kind of welcome volume as you come in where you'll, it, it'll introduce you to the concepts and terms that you might see and just make it an easier onboard process. Yeah, come on board. We'll yeah. I'll send you a link so you can, you can get going. Cool. I'm so excited. Um, yeah. Okay, well, that wraps up our second episode with Mr. Shane Farmer. And we, I think we're going to have to do a follow-up here pretty yeah. quickly because we, we were like towing some deep, deep issues there. Yeah, we could like go into some major insecurities another 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 episode of insecurities like we can just go there let's do it we should have your wife on too and we can talk really about marriage hacks like we can talk about the other side of shane like okay what does shane do that really annoys you (laughs) i can't well there was that one day that i came home and our whole house was empty yeah Everything was in piles. Okay, but how does this just, DVD make you feel when you hold it? He was just sitting in the middle of the room with a pile of clothes around him. <laughs> oh, my goodness. All right. Well, Shane, it has been a pleasure as always. Thank you so much. Well, and you, you guys, guys again you guys again can follow Shane uh, and find him at darkhorserowing.com. And as always, you can find us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Snapchat. Snapchat. We're a GGW podcast. We do a lot of fun things on Snapchat behind the scenes. I tried on a pair of white booty shorts the other day. I thought it was Brooke Ann's bent for over. like a they minute. Didn't, they didn't show I anything. I was impressed. Don't eat. Yeah. I don't even worry about it. Claire can vouch for that. Mm-hmm. And please, please, please leave us a review and subscribe to the podcast. It's a very easy way to support the podcast is hitting subscribe and leaving us a review. Let us know what you think. All right. That's it for this week. Bye. Bye, guys. Thank you, Shane. You're welcome. Talk to you later.